0: Four, five, six. Good morning, everybody. I'm Praying Medic, and it is time for Supernatural Saturday. Uh, Supernatural Saturday is a a once-a-month lesson on the kingdom of God. Uh, I'm here on the second Saturday of every month at 1 o'clock Eastern. Those of you who are watching live on CloudHub or on my website, uh, welcome to the broadcast. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, Those of you who are recently re-finding me on Telegram, uh, good to reconnect with you again. Uh, I'm having a blast on Telegram. And uh, getting reconnected to my friends who lost me from Facebook and YouTube and Twitter is a real blessing. All right, so uh, currently on Supernatural Saturdays, I'm going through, uh, chapter by chapter, a book I wrote called Hearing God's Voice Made Simple. And in this book, I discuss the various ways in which God speaks to us, and now we're getting into uh, the the practical application of uh, hearing God's voice, and that is, what do you do with the information God gives you when he speaks to you, right? So we're going to jump in today to a chapter on prophecy. prophecy. is uh, something of a controversial subject. There are a lot of churches and and church ministers and pastors who uh, do not teach on prophecy. They don't believe that prophecy is a legitimate uh, exercise of the Holy Spirit for today. Um, I used to come from a perspective that did not teach on the gifts of the Holy Spirit, that the gifts of the Spirit ceased, uh, and then God kind of... uh, woke me up and challenged my thinking on a lot of those those areas especially the gifts of the holy spirit so uh, the gift of prophecy is one of the gifts of the holy spirit is taught in primarily in first corinthians uh, chapters if you look at chapters 13 and 14 the apostle paul teaches extensively on the gifts of the spirit uh, and in for, chapter 14 he talks about the gift of prophecy and he says that uh, we should pursue love and earnestly desire spiritual gifts, especially that you may prophesy. And then he said, uh, you may all prophesy one at one, one by one, that all may be uh, encouraged, right? So the, one of the purposes, the main purpose, actually, of the gift of prophecy is encouragement. Uh, prophecy is the way in which God speaks to us about situations we're not aware of or situations we might be aware of, where he's giving us his perspective on a situation and he wants us to speak uh, his perspective on the situation. And in, in, in situations like we're in right now, where there's a lot of people who are confused, worried, concerned about the future of the country, anyone who's able to operate in the gift of prophecy is uh, can be especially encouraging to people in their sphere of influence and that is what prophecy is designed for if you look in the old testament um, prophecy was used quite often uh, by you know prophets like elijah and jeremiah they spoke as as oracles in a sense they spoke as people who heard god's voice and they just declared what they heard the lord speaking or what God showed them. Uh, Prophecy uh, operates through several different, uh, I would say, mechanisms through which God speaks to us. So a lot of people hear God's voice through what they call, you know, the still small voice, which is really just thought impressions. Uh, Most of the spiritual communication that goes on in the spiritual world is done through thought impressions. Uh, some spiritual revelation is given through visions, right? So if you, you know, read a couple of <laughs> Ezekiel chapter 1, Ezekiel chapter 3, Ezekiel chapters 10 and 11, you'll see a lot of, um, Ezekiel describes things that he saw. You know, the wheels within the wheels, and when the wheels were lifted up, <laughs> and the angels of the wings, they were lifted up. Uh, book of Revelation is highly uh, symbolic. There's a lot of symbolic imagery. Uh, Jeremiah and Isaiah didn't, didn't receive, didn't seem to receive that much revelation through uh, visual imagery. Not as much as Ezekiel did, or at least they didn't uh, describe what they saw. Daniel did. Uh, Book of Daniel. If you go through Book of Daniel, chapter uh, two, four, chapter 10, 11, and twelve, especially just the last three books of the chapter, uh, Book of Daniel. Um, If you look at Daniel chapters 10, 11, and 12, um, you you can get a really good perspective on how God speaks to us through visual imagery. Daniel saw a series of visions. He saw angels. He met uh, different spiritual beings. They conveyed uh, a lot of symbolic imagery. And then the angel explained to him at the very end what uh, a lot of this Uh, imagery meant. So God speaks in a lot of different ways, through the still small voice, through visions. Visions can sound kind of ooky spooky, but they're really not. Um, If if you read like the book of Daniel or Ezekiel, and they have all these, uh, they describe the visions with the angels and and all that. In fact, um, visual revelation from God, uh, for me, is very normal. I don't see like these big panoramic outside of me, angels walking around and all this other stuff. I mean, I could if I wanted to, but uh, normally when, when God is speaking to me, a vision is just an image I see in my mind, right? In that little you know, TV screen you have in your mind, where, uh, called your imagination, right? In your imagination, that little TV screen in your mind, where visual images appear, that is the mechanism that God uses to speak to us and to show us visions. And most people have visions from God quite often and they don't even know they're having visions. Uh, Greg Harvey is a good example. (laughs) I was was talking to Greg Harvey and I was was teaching on, um, he started reading the book, Hearing God's Voice Made Simple, or either that or he was reading the one on uh, Seeing in the Spirit Made Simple, my, one of my other books. And he just got hit in the head with a hammer with the realization that he had been seeing visions for a long time and didn't know it. He was attributing these visual images that he saw to his own imagination. And then he realized, what? God's been speaking to me? I've been having visions all this time? Yes, he was. And, and most people are. Um, visions are not... Uh, <laughs> very usually they're not very dramatic Um, they're just images that God shows you Uh, after I went through some training um, or I just I just went through some training on my own a little bit of self-discipline sitting alone sitting quietly for weeks on end um, allowing God to show me images in my mind I developed a pretty keen sense of how God speaks to us through visions and uh, the, the unfortunate thing about that is, uh, most of the imagery that you see in visions is symbolic, and it has to be interpreted. So, uh, I, I, I see, whenever I close my eyes, um, I generally will see some visual uh, revelation in the spiritual world at any time. Uh, there's, if I close my eyes, there's always something that my that my spirit is seeing in the spiritual world at all times. The tricky part is discerning and understanding what it is you're seeing, because, like I said, it's um, it's mostly symbolic. That that's something I'm going to cover in, in an upcoming book on dream interpretation. Is the fact that spiritual revelation is highly tends to be highly symbolic it has to be interpreted. And that's one of the issues with dreams. A lot of people don't understand dreams because they're highly symbolic. <laughs> and if you don't know how to interpret the dreams, you see these images, you, 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 these things happen in dreams, and you don't really understand what they mean because dream language is intended to be highly symbolic. It's intended to be interpreted. It's the same thing with uh, visions and especially when it comes to prophecy. So let's get back to you know, the subject of prophecy. In order to function in the gift of prophecy, you have to learn how to hear God's voice. That's actually true with most of the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Um, in order to operate in the gift of tongues, you have to learn how to hear God's voice, because what you essentially what you do when you're, when you're speaking in tongues is you're speaking what you're hearing in your spirit, in your mind. Your spirit is is hearing, is communicating. And then your body is speaking what your spirit is hearing, right? The Holy Spirit is praying through you, speaking through you in, in in an unknown language. But you have to learn how to hear the Holy Spirit in order to do that. Same thing with prophecy. In order to operate in the gift of prophecy, you have to develop your ability to hear the Holy Spirit or see, visions, or sense in some way, sometimes it's emotions. A lot of people uh, have what I, they call themselves empaths, I call them prophetic feelers. Um, They sense uh, revelation from God through their emotions. And so regardless of how you receive revelation from God, the gift of prophecy is designed to, so that you can speak to the world, to others, what God is telling you. All right, and it is a, it is a very powerful gift. It is, it is one of the most underrated gifts, I think, in, in the church. Um, you know, some people use prophecy almost as some kind of a game. Uh, when, I was on, when I was on Facebook, before I got banned, uh, on my Facebook page, I had a free prophetic word thread that went on for about two years, and I think we gathered probably over 80,000 comments on that thread over the course of about two years. And it was just people asking for prophetic words and people on the thread giving prophetic words. A lot of people got trained in the gift of prophecy on that Facebook thread. Uh, People would just say, hey, you know, I'd like to get an encouraging word. Um, We had moderators on the thread who were actually training and helping new people hear God's voice and learn how to uh, declare or proclaim or just speak to other people or type in this case what they were seeing. Most of um, I would say I would say most of the prophecy prophetic words that I've given have been through private messages (laughs) and through email. I get, I, I, I don't, and I, I need to put this disclaimer out there, I don't give prophetic words on request. Uh, I had people email me, hey, I need a prophetic word. Hey, I need a word from the Lord. I don't give prophetic words on request. I do give prophetic words if the Lord gives me something specific for a person. But when I was learning how to prophesy years ago, um, a lot of it would come through through emails and private messages on on Facebook or Twitter where someone would would ask me for prayer and um, I I would close my eyes and I would be praying for them and I would see things in my mind that God was showing me about their situation. And then I would type (laughs) what I was seeing and it would basically turn into a prophetic word for them, right? So... You can uh, can exercise the gift of prophecy in a number of different ways. Um, If you're a writer, or if you communicate mostly through writing, you can write prophetically, which happens to be probably the number one way in in which I operate in the prophetic gift. Many times when I'm writing an article, as I'm either writing it or editing it, the Holy Spirit will start speaking to me about that subject and I hear the Holy Spirit and I hear this this thought this this comes out of nowhere it's not one of my thoughts Um, that's how you know that you're hearing from God is when you get those thoughts that are very different from your way of thinking like I have my way of thinking I have my my biases and my my worldview and then as I'm writing this completely different train of thought will, will enter my mind that's just Giving, giving, providing information that I didn't have 10 minutes ago, providing insights I'd I'd never thought of, um, providing a perspective on a situation that is not the way I would see it. That's how you, one way to know you're hearing from God is you get these thoughts are just not like your thoughts. So a lot of times when I'm writing an article, the Holy Spirit will start speaking and I'll just dictate what I hear the Holy Spirit saying. That's how he gives me insight And how I then communicate those insights um, through writing. It can be through email, it can be through private messages. Sometimes um, when I'm speaking, uh, doing a broadcast, uh, I'll be talking about one subject. And then all of a sudden, this thought (laughs) will come into my mind. It'll take over and kind of interrupt my train of thinking. And I'm like, okay, thinking to myself, well, that's completely different. And if I, just through spirit experience through years, I've learned that many times, <laughs> if you're speaking about a subject and you're giving your perspective on the subject, if you're open to the Holy Spirit leading you, He will interrupt your thought process and He'll give you downloads about uh, uh, that convey His perspective on the subject. So I will, it's you know if you, if you listen to people and watch them talk sometimes you can sense when people are are actually prophesying and they don't know it Uh, i did not used to know it uh, but again through through analysis and getting to know myself um, i know when what i'm saying is is my own thinking and my own uh, perspective on things and i know when the holy spirit interrupts me (laughs) starts speaking through me I I can feel the anointing. Sometimes I can feel, sense the anointing of the Holy Spirit on me. Sometimes I know it's the Holy Spirit because all of a sudden the the entire thought process just changes dramatically. Boom! Uh, I go from one perspective to another perspective. Uh, And that's just God giving me insight into something I didn't have previously. So sometimes the gift of prophecy operates spontaneously. Uh, other times, prophecy is what I would call intentional, right? So there's, there's accidental prophecy where um, you, you say something and you're, you kind of look at yourself and go, where did that come from? I don't even remember thinking that or th- saying that. Um, so you might be, and, and that happens uh, sometimes in just social settings. You're at the grocery store, you're at the gas station. You strike up small talk with someone. And here's an example. You might be um, at a grocery store in line, long line, you're, you're waiting with people, and you suddenly feel a strong connection to the person in front of you. Like God puts on your heart a, a burden for that person. And you, you kind of look at them and see that they look sad and maybe they're crying. So you ask them, hey, you know why are you sad? What are you crying about? And they might tell you, well, I just found out that uh, My husband or my wife has cancer and if you would normally say oh I'm sorry to hear that you know I'll I'll pray for you you might suddenly say they're gonna live they're going to live and not die God is going to heal them supernaturally he is going to he is not going to let them die right now this is not their time they are going to live and and the person might be kind of you know (laughs) have a strange reaction and you might walk away from that experience going, where the heck did that come from? You're acting out of character. You said something you had no knowledge of. How would you know that God's gonna heal somebody? But many times people will, will just feel this urge to say something that they don't have any factual basis for. They don't have any intimate personal knowledge of the situation, but they speak uh, what they be- uh, what they hear the thought that comes to them, they just blurt it out. And later they look back and go, I, th- I think that might have been God speaking through me. Accidental prophecy. It's actually not all that uncommon. Uh, and it's just God sort of interrupting your thoughts and saying, Hey, I'm giving you my insight on that situation. And I want you to give them an encouraging word. Uh, and, and a lot of times you don't know what the outcome of it is. And that's fine. You don't have to. All right. So... One of the um, common questions people have about prophecy, the gift of prophecy, is whether it is like fortune-telling. And in fact, uh, it is a lot like fortune-telling, but it is not the same thing. And here's why. So um, the gift of prophecy, when you break it down, it is, uh, it, it, it's hearing a spirit Communicating a message to you, and then conveying that message to someone else. And that's essentially what fortune telling is. Fortune telling is when a person hears a message about another person and tells them that message. So in that sense, the gift of prophecy and fortune telling are almost identical. The difference is the source of the revelation. So, uh, people who operate in the gift of prophecy, the source of their revelation is the Holy Spirit. People who operate in uh, fortune fortune tellers, they hear other spirits that are not the Holy Spirit. Um, I have a friend, uh, I've known him for years. His wife was a very, very accurate fortune teller she could read people's mail. Uh, when they first met this friend of mine and his, his wife, she read his life like a book. She told him about his business, his kids, family, his history. She knew everything about this guy. She just was telling him his whole life history and she'd never met him before. <laughs> she, was, she was very gifted as a fortune teller uh, and um, Well, let's just say a few weeks later, she ended up getting saved. She got, uh, she she was actually, um, I'm not going to say possessed by, but she was communicating with a familiar spirit. And this familiar spirit began to threaten her. When she started uh, to understand that the spirit, this familiar spirit that was giving her this revelation, when this woman understood it was a demon, And she wanted to get rid of this demon, get it out of her life. The demon began threatening her. uh, And she became kind of terrified. She went through emotional healing, actually a very powerful series of emotional healing experiences. And she went through deliverance, got rid of the spirit. She got filled with the Holy Spirit. And holy cats, her gift of prophecy is amazing. It's amazing because she's always been sensitive to spiritual communication. She was once operating out of you know, revelation from a demon, and now that she operates uh, out of revelation from the Holy Spirit, it's very powerful. So, I you know, just wanted to clear that up. They are similar, but there is a distinct difference. Uh, and I'm not gonna go into the whole discussion of how do you know if it's you know, a demon or Holy Spirit, it's fruit of the Spirit. You can always judge uh, the gifts of the Spirit by the fruit of the Spirit. Um, if, if, uh, if you're prophesying, uh, revelation from the Holy Spirit, it's going to bear the fruit of the spirit, right? So go to Galatians 5, 22 and 23 and look up the fruit of the spirit. And if you see that, you know, it's from God. And if you don't see that, eh, maybe it's not from God. All right. So, uh, prop, like I said, prophecy is a very powerful gift. Um, I, there is, there is literal And I mean literal, power, exousia or dunamis, power or authority, uh, is released when you prophesy. So the gift of prophecy doesn't just declare God's perspective on a situation. If a person is filled with the Spirit, when uh, when they prophesy, they're actually releasing power. And I felt this power uh, when I was in Australia. I was over there, um, and I was—I went to this meeting, and this gentleman uh, gave a prophetic word. <laughs> and he's, he was—he was prophesying to me, and and he was declaring my destiny. And he was declaring things about me that no—he wouldn't know. He 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 didn't know who I was. He started prophesying about my gifts and my calling and my destiny. And the power that was released from his words almost knocked me over backward. Um, I was, I I was literally felt waves of power hitting my body and someone was behind me holding me up or I would have fallen over. There was, there was actual power released when this guy was giving me a prophetic word. Um, When you prophesy by the spirit, the Holy Spirit releases the power, the ability to bring his word to pass. You're not just declaring some nice ideas. You are releasing the power of God to bring a situation to pass. Uh, it, prophecies, it, prophecy is a very powerful gift. Um, like I said, I think it's one of the most underrated gifts uh, in the New Testament church. People just don't understand how powerful it is. A lot of times when I'm Uh, discussing current events and politics Um, and people don't know this but many times I'm speaking prophetically when I'm talking about news and current events not all the time Uh, but sometimes God gives me his perspective on current events God is very interested in current events God is watching over uh, the nations. He's watching over current events. Um, uh, contrary to what some people would have you believe, God is not disinterested in world affairs. He is very interested in world affairs. And uh, I've... There, there's a good number of people out there on social media who are putting out information that looks like secular news reporting. It looks like just normal commentary that actually they're carrying a prophetic message as they speak. And sometimes, again, they don't know it. Uh, sometimes I know it, sometimes I don't. But I think there is much more prophetic utterance uh, that is out there in on social media right now than most people realize. Uh, and again, it comes down to an issue of how in tune to the spirit are you? How sensitive are you? Because some people will just realize that's the Lord speaking. Uh, they, they just know it. when they hear something and they read it, it resonates with their spirit. Spirit confirms that that was them speaking, and that is a that is a major blessing to people in this day and age, in this current time we're living in, where there's so much chaos, confusion, and uncertainty. It, it is, uh, it's a real blessing to people to be able to. Hear God's voice and declare, speak into the world what God is saying about the situation. It does help clear up a lot of confusion and chaos and uncertainty, and it provides encouragement, which is what uh, the gift of prophecy is all about. It's all about encouragement. Uh, if if you're if someone is giving you a prophetic word and you're not encouraged by that prophetic word, uh, that that person. Uh, has has some issues that need to be correct. One of the things that um, happens with prophecy is God can show you anything about another person. He can show you their sins. He can show you all their past mistakes. He can show you all their dirty laundry. And unfortunately, some people use the gift of prophecy to op- to expose... Uh, other people's mistakes and shortcomings and that's not what prophecy is intended for. Prophecy is intended to encourage people. It's not intended to discourage, criticize, and ridicule people. Unfortunately, that is how it is often used Um, and people's lives have been destroyed by the improper use of prophecy. Churches have had splits over the improper use of the gift of prophecy. You know, if you're, um, if you're hearing something from the Lord and God is just showing you um, all these dark things about a person, uh, showing you that, that they struggle with pornography or that they're unfaithful or that they're you know, a gossiper, if you're going to give that person a prophetic word, um, you need to understand that God doesn't want them to stay that way. He's showing you their weaknesses because he wants to transform them. And your prophetic word should declare the opposite of that. If God is showing you that a person um, has struggles with, whether it's alcohol or drugs or pornography, addiction, God wants you to prophesy to that person who they're going to be, how they're going to be a pillar of society, how they're going to be a person of, Moral character, someone that others can look up to. I actually had a chance to prophesy to Cecil Leadinghorse. Now, those of you who live in the Seattle-Tacoma area might recognize the name Cecil Leadinghorse. Cecil was probably the most notorious alcoholic in the Northwest for decades. He was a career alcoholic. Um, newspaper articles were written about him, how he had cost the state taxpayers millions of dollars in in uh, healthcare costs over the course of several decades. Uh, when you would go to paramedic school or EMT class in in that area, they would teach you about Cecil and they would teach you how to transport him, where to take him, and and, and there was like special training on how to handle Cecil. Um, well Cecil was was a pain to a lot of people. We'd pick him up three, four, five times a day and take him to the hospital because he was always drunk or high. Um, One time I transported Cecil to a mental health facility and I was driving the ambulance and my partner was in the back. And on the way to the facility, Holy Spirit was just giving me download after download all this information that he wanted me to speak to Cecil. So when we got to the facility, I jumped in the back and I said, hey Cecil, um, God's got a message for you. You wanna hear it? He said, sure. This was the first time I'd ever seen Cecil sober. He had been in the hospital for like a week and he hadn't had anything to drink. He was able to hear everything I said and and consider it. And I began to prophesy over Cecil how he was going to be a pillar of society. He was not gonna be an alcoholic. That was not what God called him to be. He was going to be an upright man. He was going to have a great testimony of healing and deliverance. He was going to be sober. He was going to lead other people to, uh, to the Lord. He, and I just was prophesying, you're going to do this and God's going to use you for that. And you're going to stand up and testify. And entire rooms of people are going to get saved and they're going to get off alcohol. And I prophesied for about 10 minutes just what the Lord had, had given me. And then we took him inside um, I uh, I didn't see Cecil again for about six months I had heard uh, three months later that Cecil had come in to Tacoma General Hospital and I heard some cops talking in in the uh, in the break room and they said oh yeah Cecil came in to Tacoma General the other day and, and he was sober and I was like what he was sober and the cops were like yep sober, he hasn't he hasn't been drinking for like for months and I was like, wait a minute, I gotta check this out. So about a month later I, I heard another report from an ER nurse said that Cecil had come in and he has not been drinking. So I thought, okay, I gotta go find Cecil. So on my day off work, I drove into Tacoma to Hilltop. And I'm driving around and sure enough, I, I ran into Cecil. He was walking along the sidewalk with his walker. So I pulled over I went over to him and I said, okay, Cecil, I've been hearing rumors about you. What's going on? And he told me the story. He'd been uh, clean and sober and off alcohol for like six months. Um, He was going down to this church in, uh, in downtown Tacoma, and he was giving his testimony about getting off of alcohol. He had been in alcohol treatment dozens and dozens of times over the years. And he finally, he, it, it, was a, it was a very interesting story how um, he had stashed some alcohol. He went there to the stash. He was thinking about getting drunk again. And in st- instead of drinking, he took the bottles and he dumped them out and decided then and there he wasn't going to drink anymore. He entered rehab, went, went through rehab for like the 27th time uh, and then got, got uh, placed in this housing in Tacoma. And has been, as far as I know, he's been sober ever since then. And he and he got cleaned up because I gave him a prophetic word that the Lord had given me, and it radically changed not just his life; it changed the lives of a lot of other people. <laughs> I went down to the church where he was, where they had these alcohol, uh, alcoholic anonymous meetings, and people were talking about what how amazing it was that Cecil got clean of alcohol. Everyone was astounded. They're, and people were saying, if Cecil can get off booze, I can get off booze. And a lot of people got clean and sober because of his testimony. That's the power of prophecy. It is very powerful. It can change people's lives. It can change a city. <laughs> um, so that's uh, that's my talk on prophecy. Oh, um, intentional prophecy. Let me give you just a couple of tips here. So there's there's accidental prophecy, and then there's intentional prophecy. And intentional prophecy is when you want to give somebody uh, the encouragement and, and God's heart for a situation. And so you ask him, hey, give me some information about this person. I do this all the time. When I'm praying for someone to be healed, I ask God to show me something about them. And then I close my eyes because God speaks to me a lot through visions. I just close my eyes and I start seeing images and scenes in my mind. The very first images I see, I, because I went through this period of you know, three or four months, years ago, where God was training me how to interpret these images, I developed a spiritual vocabulary for the images that I see. So when God shows me a certain image, I know what it means. Normally, when I'm going to give someone a prophetic word, I'll close my eyes, I'll see an image, and that'll change to another image. And as soon as I get a couple of images, then I speak what I'm seeing after I interpret it. Right? I'm not—I don't just tell them, "Well, I'm seeing, you know, this um, this kind of this brown thing with a blue cushion on it." <laughs> You have to interpret what you're seeing. It, has to make, it doesn't always have to make sense but it helps if you can interpret it and help make sense of it for the person who's listening to it. So uh, I will generally get a couple of images in my mind. Uh, some people just they hear the Holy Spirit start speaking to them and they start speaking. For me, I usually just wait. Lord gives me a couple of visions. I start speaking what I'm seeing from the visions and as I Uh, That just kind of primes the pump for me. When I get a couple of visions, uh, sometimes two, three, four scenes, visions I see in my mind, I'll begin to declare what I see. And as I start speaking, the Holy Spirit then takes over and he gives me more information. So I might start speaking to this person about their physical condition. If I'm, you know, praying with somebody and they have a bad shoulder, and I close my eyes and I see, you know, the shoulder cartilage and I see like, like at x-ray. Sometimes I just, I just see these images where I can see things that are messed up in the shoulder or the back, whatever. Sometimes I see tumors. Um, I'll start speaking to that issue. And many times, if I keep my eyes closed, God will then show me something else. He'll show me something about their finances. He'll show me something about their job. He'll show me something about their relationships. And, and as the revelation comes, either whether I'm hearing it or whether I'm seeing it in a vision, I'll declare what God is showing me and many times he'll show me something else. And I'll declare that and he'll show me something else and I'll declare that. So we just realize that, number one, you should ask God to give you specific revelation about a person or a situation. Number two, realize he may give you more than you ask for. You may ask for Information about one thing, and he may want to talk to you about five or six things. Just keep on declaring what you're seeing, uh, and and when the revelation stops, that's a good time to shut your mouth. Don't keep running on for ten minutes after God stops speaking. You know that that doesn't help the situation. When God is done speaking, you're done speaking. Just zip it and go on to the next thing. So that's that's kind of how um, intentional prophecy works. Uh, the best way to do it is to practice. Um, one of the good th- things that came out of that uh, Facebook thread that we did years ago was a lot of people got time to practice giving prophetic words and they could get feedback. They would type out uh, a prophetic word for somebody on the thread and then the person would respond to them and let them know. Whether it was accurate, whether it was good, they could get um, some feedback, and getting feedback is always good. Uh, some people need feedback. I, I, I don't particularly. It's nice when I get it, but uh, you know, I, I know when I'm hearing from the from the from the Lord. Uh, I, I know <laughs> that if the Holy Spirit's giving me some information, I know what it is. I know what He's saying, and I just declare it, and I don't worry too much about the results and the consequences. Um, you know, God takes care of it. God watches over his word to perform it. So you don't have to get too stressed out about how people react to pro- prophecy. Although when you're, when you're beginning, when you're new, it's good to ask for feedback. You can fine tune your delivery and you can fine tune details and things, but after you've been doing it for a while, uh, it, it'll just flow. All right, that is my message for today. Uh, as you can tell, I love talking about uh, the gifts of the spirit and prophecy. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, I will be back here on Cloud Hub uh, next month, second Saturday, 1 p.m. Eastern. Thanks for tuning in live. For those of you catching it on the replay, thanks for catching it on the replay. I love you all. Take care. I will catch you on the next broadcast. <laughs>